0: So uh, tonight we are discussing. It's really two different shilas, but as we're going to see, it's two different shilas which are ultimately going to uh, are, are connected to one another. I mean, the the uh, seeing how they uh, they connect with one another is not going to be something which is so difficult. But it's two different shilas: one from a couple months ago, and then one with which, I, which uh, I just had this uh, this week, and that's what inspired me to uh, to come back around to it and to uh, to address it. I don't remember whether Shabbos afternoon we may have discussed the first Shiloh. I don't remember it at this point, but either way, um, certainly we didn't give sure on it uh, Thursday night, so we could uh, we could go ahead and we could uh, we could do so. So the first incident went as follows, uh, and this is something that uh, you know ten years ago none of us really would have understood what, uh, what, what, what uh, the Shaila was. It wouldn't have made any sense to us. It's something which is, uh, you know, the way technology works. So it's a Shaila which, uh, which is relevant uh, at this point. Um, and that is that uh, there was a, a woman who had a, a playgroup, let's say. And um, uh, in the play group, so the families are supposed to send, I don't know, let's say $500 a month. So in, in order to uh, to uh, to get started, so uh, the family asked the uh, uh, the playgroup Mora, is it okay if I Zell you the money? You know, can I send it to you? You know, using that app of Zell to send the to wire the money to you? She said, yeah, that's absolutely acceptable by me. And she went ahead and she texted the family the number, and the family received the number. They sent the five hundred dollars, uh, let's say through uh, through Zell. And, uh, and they, were, uh, they were happy that they, they took care of it right away. Now they don't have to think about it anymore. A couple weeks later, the playgroup mower calls up the family and says, I thought you were sending me the $500 to get us going. She said, I did send you the $500. The, 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 as soon as you sent me the text with the number, I went ahead and I sent it. She said, well, I never received the money. How could you have sent it if I never received the money? So I don't know why I didn't receive it, but I absolutely sent uh, the money. So they both went back to their phones and they looked and the playgroup mower realized that when she went ahead and typed in her phone number, her Zelle number, she was one digit off. Rather than 9065, they went ahead and did 9064 or something like that. And therefore the money went to somebody else's Zelle account. So they try calling that, that other person. Person says, I don't know who you are. I got this money in my account. You could jump at the lake. I'm not giving you this, uh, this money back. So the playgroup mower says to the uh, to the family, "So sorry about the, the mistake, but the bottom line is, you never paid us the five hundred dollars for the uh, for the playgroup, and used to owe us the the five hundred dollars." And the family obviously says, "Listen, it wasn't our mistake. We did exactly what we were supposed to do. We sent you the money. Uh, it was your error, and uh, therefore, uh, why should we eat the loss? You eat the loss." So that was the Shiloh which was uh, which was presented. So a disagreement between these. Uh, these two parties, everybody, nobody's disagreeing about the facts of the case, they're all in agreement about what happened, and the question is, who exactly is going to be responsible? Okay, so at the time that the Shiloh came into us, so there happened to be a Diane who was visiting from Eretz Yisrael, so now I can tell you exactly what, it was about six weeks ago, so I remember when he was there, it's right after Purim, so uh, it was, uh, So uh, so he was there, so uh, this is a Dayan who usually when he comes to visit the kolal, he gives a sheer. and this time, for some, this time for some reason he said, rather than me giving a shear, why don't you guys go ahead and share with me some of your recent shilas, and we'll go ahead and we'll discuss those shilas. So they presented him this shilah about the, uh, the, uh, the mistaken number in terms of Zell between the family and the, uh, the playgroup, Mora and who's going to be responsible. So his analysis went as follows. He said, the truth is that uh, if the family never paid the mower, so they still owe the mower the money. They got a service from her. She provided, let's say, a month's worth of playgroup. They haven't paid for it as of yet. So step number one is the family still owes $500 to playgroup mower. Because until you pay, so you didn't pay. On the other hand, he said, the fact that the playgroup mower gave the wrong phone number to the family... So that caused that was a hezek. That's considered to be damage, which she did to the family. And that damage was equal to $500 because it was based on her mistake that they ended up sending $500 to some yachts who received the money, acknowledged she received the money, and is unwilling to give it back, even though he knows that he didn't deserve that $500. So really, each one owes the other one $500. So the family still owes $500 for the playgroup. The playgroup mower owes $500 for the damage which he caused the family by convincing them or causing them to send the money to somebody else. And being that, each one owes the other one $500. They cancel each other out. End of story. Nobody owes anybody anything. So that's how this Dian went ahead and uh, uh, analyzed the case. That was his perspective on, on the case. And that's the way he would, uh, you know, he told us that, uh, that he would pass in. And he said that these are, these are common shilas, that this is, uh, you know, as I said, 10 years ago, nobody would have thought about the Shila, And now, or the less so they would have thought about it. And now it's something which happens all the time because people, you know, send their Zelle number, their cell phone number, which is how you're going to Zelle somebody's number or, or chase Quick Pay. And uh, we are uh, I- incredibly lazy and we don't bother to read our texts before we send them. And therefore, we can't uh, afford that extra second to go ahead and read and make sure that all the numbers are accurate. And therefore, these are things which happen all the time. And that's, that was his perspective. That was Shyla number one. Shyla number two, this is the one that happened this week. So uh, some, a yeshiva has a camp, an overnight camp, and what happened was last summer, so they ordered, um, you know, a bunch of, uh, I don't know, $2,000 worth of baked goods from a bakery. They received those baked goods. They got it invoice. They didn't pay right away, but eventually they got around to a paying. They put a check in the mail. They mailed the, uh, they mailed the, uh, the check to the, uh, to the bakery, and they figured we're done. We took care of it. We sent the check. They even, they were conscientious about it, and they checked with their bank. They saw that the check was cashed, the money was withdrawn from their account, and therefore they were done with the, uh, the MISA. Two months later, the bakery sends them an invoice for that same $2,000. So, what do you mean? We sent you a check. The check was cashed, uh, you know, within the week after we, uh, we mailed the, uh, the check. We have bank records which say that it's, uh, that it's all cash, and we're done. What do you mean you didn't get the money? said, so we never got the money. We never got the check. I don't know what you're talking about. So the camp went ahead and looked in their bank records, and they discovered that they said they they were able to confirm that the check was indeed cashed, but it was signed by uh, Vinnie Corleone or something like that, Corleone. So Vinnie Corleone was the one who was signed on the back of the check, and clearly it was not the name of the bakery which was signed on the back of the check. So the camp goes out and calls the bank and says, listen, uh, you went ahead and honored a check which was signed by somebody other than the one, who, the recipient of, of the check, and you have to go ahead and you have to cover the loss. Now, don't argue with me about what they were told, whether it, this, it is true or not, this is just what they, what, what they were told, but they were told by their bank that they, the, they only have 30 days to go ahead and question this uh, check being cashed by somebody other than the, the recipient. And being that at this point, they were more than two months out, it was really three months out from when the check was cashed. So they said, they're not responsible for it anymore and they're not covering the uh, the loss. So the bakery says to uh, so they call up, the, so the, the camp calls up the bakery and says, we're so sorry, but this is what happened. It seems that somebody else cashed your, your check. And the, the bakery said, you know what? The truth is, is this is not the first time that we're hearing this story. We actually have two other incidents of customers who sent us checks, which somehow we never received them, but they were cashed. But the bottom line is, is that you never paid us the $2,000 for the baked goods. So you still owe us $2,000 for the baked goods and we want you to go ahead and pay. And they say, it's not our fault. You obviously have a gun of somewhere around your, uh, your building, whether it's somebody who works in your building, it's the mailman who delivers the mail, don't know who exactly it is, but somebody's stealing from you guys and the theft happened from you not from us, and we should really be off the hook because we paid, we, we, sent, we sent in the check and we're so sorry that somebody stole your check. So they had a disagreement, they couldn't resolve it. They called up the uh, the hotline, uh, unfortunately for them, they called in the morning when I answered the phone. Uh, so I said to the yeshiva, I said, listen, I can't uh, answer anything without this speaking to the bakery because I have no idea what the, their perspective is and what, the, you know, what their story is. They said, okay, can we arrange for a conference call? Uh, between uh, the two parties and you as a dine, I said, sure. And I usually say, sure, because nine times out of 10, I never hear from them again, because the other side decides that they, <laughs> they don't want to go ahead and have a conference call to resolve the matter. So I figured I was good to go with this one as well. I could just say, sure, and I'll never hear from them again. And alas, so we had a phone conference this uh, this morning about the uh, the Shiloh. And, um, okay, so that's uh, so, so those are the two Shilas. So one is where... There was a mistaken number was given. I ended up selling or uh, Chase Quitpay money to Mel because he gave me a phone number to, to, uh, where to send it. But Mel put in the wrong phone number and therefore I sent it to somebody else's account. That's Shiloh number one. And then number two is where I was going to go ahead and I was sending um, a check to buy. I bought a case of Bob's uh, noose farm to say so he sent me the uh, the cases farm. I sent him a check to pay for those farm, and now Bob calls up and says, "Listen, I sent you a case of farm. I never received them. You got to go ahead and pay me." And I did send him a check, and it somehow it got stolen from uh, from Bob before he ever received it. So in both cases, uh, what is the customer's responsibility for this lost money? Okay, so those are the two shilas which we are, and now we can go ahead and we can start to see some uh, some sources. Okay. Let me switch this around. Okay. Okay. So what we have over here is um, uh, the first source. So this is going to be—it's going to be pretty localized where we're going to uh, to look at sources from, where we're going to analyze uh, uh, the uh, the various uh, sources. And we'll see some side uh, issues related to it, but it's essentially two sifim that in uh, two and one after the other. So, the first one says as follows this is Shochan Aruch, it's Choshe Mishpat, Simon Kuf 120. So, it says as follows Shochan Aruch says, So, when I borrow money, so I borrow money from, uh, from L. So, as the borrower, I'm responsible for that money. It's my responsibility to, to watch that money and to oversee that money. And it's my responsibility for the money until I actually pay back the loan. And I am not off the hook until either I give the money personally to Al or I give the money to Al's Shliach. But it's my responsibility until he receives the money. And therefore, Vim Zarka Bafanov. Even if I go ahead and I throw the money in El's general direction, Vin Ne'evdu, and they landed on the ground, and then a Chicago wind came sweeping by and blew the money away, and it's nowhere to be found anymore. Chayev, So I'm still khaif So even though El saw that it was attempting to pay him back, since it didn't actually reach his hand, so my good intention to pay him back is meaningless. He's not considered to be paid back until he actually gets the money. And if there's any loss to that money whatsoever, that is my loss. Afilu Amar, here comes the big finish. Even if El says to me, Zrok Lichovih, El says, you know what? Shaffle, throw me the money. So I go ahead and I throw the money in his general direction, vizarko, and I throw it, v'navdu, and then the wind comes by and sweeps it away. So even now, El told me to throw it to him, chayev. I am still chayev, because I haven't paid him back. lemaisa he still never actually received the money in his hand. But, aval Amarlo zrokli pater. But, if El used slightly different language, he said, throw me the money, and in doing so, you're off the hook. You're not going to be responsible for it anymore whatsoever. Vizarko. And then I throw the money to L. So I feel a rachok Glamalva even if it lands very far from L, He says to me, listen, you're at 3555 Arcadia. Go ahead and put the money into a paper airplane and throw it in the general direction of Roth Terrace. So I said, OK, if that's what you want me to do. And then you're off the hook. So I go ahead and I tape the money onto a paper airplane and I throw it in the general direction. And miraculously, it makes it to Davis. It doesn't even get doesn't even cross Dempster. It just makes it to uh, to Davis Street. So vnevad, and then it gets lost. Before it reaches El's hand, then I'm going to be potter. Why? Because by El adding that phrase, do this, send me the money, throw me the money, and you will be potter. Only in that case am I going to be off the hook when I throw it in his general direction. But without that phrase, v'hipater, so Simon uh, Kufchaf says that I, the bower, I, the one who owe the money, I am fully responsible for that money until it actually is Al's possession. And this seemingly is going to be true. Uh, actually, before we see it, it's going to be true. Now, it, there is one case over there which is a little bit uh, uh, difficult to understand, and that's the case where Al said to me, throw me the money, and I throw it to him, and the wind blows it away. Not where Al said, that when I throw it to him, I'll be off the hook, but just Al said, throw it to me, and I did what he told me, to, I, I did exactly what he told me to do, I throw it in his direction, and then the wind went ahead and blew it away, I'm still chayev. So why am I chayev? So explains this SMA, first SMA in Simen the mistama zrok Because the assumption is, until Al says to me that I'm going to be off the hook when I do so, when he says, throw me the money, he's just saying, you know what, it'll probably be easier if you go ahead and throw the money in my general direction. But not that I'm exempting you. I'm saying throw it in my, my direction, but keep your eyes on it and continue to watch it until it reaches my hands. So that's the assumption in that case, is that telling me to throw it does not exempt me unless L explicitly says I'm going to be exempted by uh, by doing so. So from this halacha, so what would you say in the case of, let's say, the mailed check? So in the case of the mailed check, so nobody said mail the check, Vihipater. They didn't even necessarily say mail the check, but I owe the bakery money. I owe Bob money for his farm. He didn't tell me that if I put the check in the mail, I'm going to be potter. He didn't even necessarily tell me to put, them, to put, the, mail, to put the check in the mail. He just said, uh, I just went ahead and uh, put the, the check in the mail. So from Simen kuf Kufchaf, Sif Aleph, it would seem to be that as long as Bob did not get the money, I'm still have. And if the check gets stolen along the way, that's my loss. And it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be Bob's loss. Same thing may very well be true in the case of the mistaken phone number for Zelle or for Chase QuickPay, that the bottom line is, like the Diane said, that is until the money actually reaches the possession of the creditor, whether it's a Malva or whether it's a vendor who deserves to be paid, until they're actually paid, so they're not paid. And that's my responsibility to go ahead and make sure that the money reaches them. I have so a question. That, that would seem to be uh, uh, the uh, initial analysis from this first sif, uh, yes, ma'am. I have a question. Yes, if I send the uh, letter and I have it, uh, um, I, forgot the, I forgot the term. But you have to sign Certified. for the letter. Certified, You, have, you, have, you have return yeah, receipt, and you have signed for the letter, and, and I get the receipt saying it's been signed for, and then it gets lost. Am I still chayev? Um, so we'll see. we we we're, we're gonna we're gonna try and make our way through that. Hold on. So hold off on that. Okay, so this was Sif number one. Now, the next Sif that we're going to see is the first Sif of the next Simmon. This is Choshe Mishpah Kuf Aleph Sif Aleph. So here we have now a different case. I mean, it's, it's a similar case, but now as you're going to see, it's going to produce a different outcome. And it says, So here again, I send the money that I owe Bob, or the object that I owe Bob. By giving it to a shliach, I give it to Steve, and I say, oh, Steve, you're heading out to Old Orchard anyways, do you mind uh, swinging by my house, picking up the check, and dropping it off by Bob? And Steve says, no problem, love to do chesed. So so if Bob said to me, listen, do me a favor, give the check to Steve, he's running by my house anyways, and he'll drop off the check by, by my house, and then it gets lost, potter. So here, Bob said to me, "Give the check to Steve, and Steve will bring me the check." Steve stops by my house. I give Steve the check, and it gets lost. He gets carjacked in the, you know, on Church Street, uh, on the way there, and they go ahead and they steal. It was it was a mob hit, and therefore they were they were looking for that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that that check, and they go ahead and they steal it. So I'm exempt. I'm not responsible anymore. Okay. Furthermore, I feel even if Bob did not tell me directly, that I should go ahead and I should give the money to Steve. But Bob went ahead and texted me and said, listen, just go ahead and give the check to Steve and he'll bring it to me. So he just he put in writing that that's how I should get the check in, by giving it to Steve. And he said, the text said, send me the check with Steve. And I gave the check to Steve. And then it got, and it got lost. So some am in that case as well. Who? This assumes that I know that this is actually Bob's writing. Generally, with a text, it's not going to be very difficult to know that that is the person who's with the phone there. And then he says a big, a huge pitch. Not only if Bob told me to send the check with Steve, will I be off the hook when I gave the check to Steve, but he said give it to Vito, Vito Corleone. So, and I went ahead and I gave it to a guy. Now, normally, a goy cannot be a shliach. In halachic terms, a goy is not able to be a shliach. But in this case, even though Bob told me to give the check to a goy to deliver it to him, or ocher shotev we always know that that grouping is a group of three different types of people who don't have das, all of whom cannot be a shliach either. Afilu, uh, why does it keep doing that? Afilu. Lo lo adam lomar, and not only that, when he sent it with a guy or with a child, but even if Bob didn't identify, didn't specify, I should say, didn't specify who I should give the check to, but rather all the text said was right lomar. He did not say to me give it to so and so. Ella, but rather what Bob said to me was Kosovo, He wrote to me Send it to me with whoever you want. You choose who you would like to send it with. So Bob left the option up, up, up to me, who I'm going to choose to be the shliach. The sholchum and I went ahead and I gave it to somebody, somebody reliable, and the money is lost. Oh, Kaffer behem or let's say I gave it to the, to the shliach, and then when the uh, Bob calls me a week later, says I never got the money, I called the sheikh and say, what happened to the check that I gave you? He says, what check that you gave me? You never gave me any checks. And now there's nothing I could do because there were no witnesses that I gave him the check. And he denies it entirely. Still, still, I'm going to be off the hook in this case. And provided that in whatever the scenario it was, I gave it to somebody who's reliable. I didn't give it to a known thief. I didn't give it to a gangbanger. I gave it to somebody who is uh, assumed to be reliable. So in all of these cases, once I went ahead and I made an attempt to, uh, to send the money to Bob, so then I'm off the hook. So obviously the question is, wh- why exactly? What's the difference be- between Simen Kufchaf and Simen Kufchaf Al? Simon Kufchaf said that until the money actually reaches the intended recipient, I remain responsible. Kufchaf Al says that as soon as Bob said to me, send it, by. bye. With Steve, with the Goy, with the Cherishot with whoever it happens to be. And I do so, the money gets lost. In that case, I'm going to be off the hook. Yes, Aleph. So it doesn't matter whether, whether Bob knows that you're sending with the Shliach or not. It doesn't. Does it? it um, no, it, 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 so in Kufchav Aleph, excellent. So in Kufchav Aleph, so what we're going to see is the, 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 the key is the fact that. Um, the fact that um, I was doing everything according to Bob's instructions, right? So, right. So, Ellen has uh, has pinpointed the uh, the fundamental difference between Kufchaf and Kufchaf Aleph, and that is, wh- where did the ins- who who made the executive decision to send the money with a shliach? If I I the debtor or I the bower made that decision on my own to go ahead and send the money with some sort of shliach so i'm responsible for that money until it actually reaches Al. but in the event that you know the, the other scenario where bob told me to give it to steve to vito to vinny or to uh, whoever it happens to be and then it gets lost since i was following bob's instructions so then i'm going to be off the hook but before we get to that we have some other things which uh, which, uh, which 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 we want to see um, okay, so first thing is uh, the Levush. So Levush has an interesting uh, comment, which uh, it's interesting just because the Sma is going to jump uh, all over it. So Levush is one of the earliest commentators on Shochararach. He wrote on all four sections of, of Shochararach. He was the Talmud of the Ramah, actually. And uh, he wrote uh, an extensive commentary on all of Shulchan Aruch. I'm just showing you that. So he says, as follows. Now, it's really a summary, but then he's going to add a particular line at the end of there. So, So this is now the second case. So, I sent the money to Bab via a shliach. So, if the mafkid or hamalveh l'shachl al yada v'nevdu so if the reason why I gave the money to this third party to make the delivery was because Bob told me to give it to a shliach to make the delivery, and then something happens to the money, so I'm going to be off the hook. Even if Bob did not tell me directly that I should give it to the shliach, but he went ahead and he sent me a text message, and he sent me a text message, and he told me, send it with so-and-so, and I followed instructions, v'nevdu, and they were, got lost, pater. Why am I pater? So here's the key line of the Levush. He says, because this is common practice amongst merchants. This is the way business with merchants is done. And it's a minog in this context of, of, of tagrim, of, of merchants, to go ahead and conduct business in this manner, to uh, to uh, to to uh, 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 say to the uh, to the uh, uh, customer, send me the money with the shliach, and as soon as they say send the money with shliach, it's understood that they're going to be off the hook; they're not going to be held accountable in the event that something uh, that something happens. The sma comes along and sif cotton base kufchaf alif sif cotton base, and he disagrees, and he says absolutely not. He says, hagahu." The reason why I'm going to be exempt when Bob tells me to go ahead and send the money is not based on minag. It's not customary, but rather el-edin This is the absolute halacha. The absolute halacha is that I'm going to be off the hook as, soon as, I, as long as I follow Bob's instructions. Why? And here's where the smock explains uh, for the most part what's going on being that he wrote me a text message or an email telling me to give the money to Plony, or if he says, send it with whoever you choose, in all of those cases, is when, as long as I'm following Bob's instructions, then halacha dictates that I'm going to be pater, if something happens to the money, it has nothing to do with Minab. It's not, that's just the way business is done in that particular place at that particular time. This is a universal idea. Halacha says that if I followed Bob's instructions of how to repay him, or how to, uh, to return the, the, uh, the object which I own, so I'm absolutely off the hook. Sometimes it happens, you borrow something from somebody, um, it happens by us. You know, somebody's staying by my, uh, by my parents' uh, condo, and then when they leave, we say to them, oh, you know, when, when, when you're done on your way to the airport at three in the morning, just drop off the keys in the mailbox, right? So now what happens if somebody comes by at four in the morning and steals the keys from the mailbox? So I told them to go ahead and put the keys in the mailbox. They did what I instructed them to do. So as long as they did what I instructed them to do, they're off. Look, has nothing at all to do with minug. It has to do with that's how I structured the method of return or the method of repayment. And as long as that's the way I structured it, so Halacha says that he's not going to be responsible in the event that something happens to it. So what was the, uh, the where was Levush coming from in terms of Minog? He says, now he says, the, what, the case where minog is going to be relevant is if I, if Bob says to me, send me the money, and I give it to, I think the translation of this is going to be, a uh, FedEx driver or a USPS, uh, you know, uh, the, I said, give it to the mailman. So he didn't tell me to give it to a particular person. He just said, he didn't even say necessarily that I should give it to somebody. He just said, send me the money. So I, I took it upon myself to send the money with a delivery guy. And then the delivery guy ends up taking it. Since it was not an explicit instruction from Bob to send it with the delivery guy, he just said, get me, get me my money, send me my money. So then, zel the minag. So that is going to be the case where things may revolve around a minag. But any time that I was told explicitly by Bob that put it in the mail, or send it to me with uh, with uh, with uh, with Vinny or with a child or with anybody else. So as long as I followed his instructions, halacha says I'm absolutely going to be exempt. Rabbi, yes. uh, Rabbi Schaffel, Shaffel. Yes, uh, when somebody sends an invoice, uh, either by email or by mail or however they do it, and they put their address, their postal address, on the invoice, is that tantamount to saying uh, you can mail it. Um, yes, yeah, so that, that, that's an interesting thing. Uh, it could be that I'm giving you the address just so you know where to hand deliver the check, right? Because if you're gonna hand deliver the check, you'd also need to know the mailing address in order to be able to, uh, to get it there. But but, uh, but at some, I really agree with you that in the, in, in the, the uh, uh, 99 uh, people out of 100 would assume that if you're getting an invoice, from some sort of vendor or service provider, that it's understood that, uh, that the, the check's going to be put into the mail, that that's a normal way of, uh, of doing business. And now we will see that actually explicitly in the, in the Archa shortly, but that's a normal way of, of paying bills, and that, uh, that uh, once that's the, the normal way of doing so, that becomes comparable to giving explicit instructions to do so. So the answer to your question is yes, and we'll see, we'll see uh, a little bit more about that in a moment. Okay, then the next thing is we had the issue that Shuchan emphasized the fact that uh, in the, the second case where Bob told me to give it to Vinny, and Vinny will drop it off at his house. So even though it's being sent via a non Jew who it cannot serve as a halachic shliach, nonetheless, I'm going to be exempt. And he says, says the Smah, this is in and, Gimel, Kuf Chafal, and Gimel, he says, and even though Bob is telling me to give the check to Vinny, for me to be off the hook, as soon as I give it to Vinny, we don't need, like we said in Kuf Chaf, we don't need Bob to say, give it to him, and I'm going to exempt you from any further liability. But rather that, we don't need that line. As soon as he says, give it to it to Vinny, and I do so, I'm off the hook. And the reason is, I already wrote about this in the previous simon. Now, we haven't seen that part of the SMA yet, but we're going to get there soon. But what I want to focus on for right now, at this moment, is the SMA says, the SMA is of the opinion that when Bob says, give it to Vinny and I give it to Vinny, we don't need Bob to say, that when I give it to you, we don't need him to say explicitly that when you give it to him, you're going to be exempt. Just the fact that he said, give it to him is already an exemption. But this is we're going to see. Not everybody holds of this. So says the SMA, Sorry, says the shach So he quotes the s'ma that you don't need to say that. Bob would not need to say, "Give it to Vinny, and I will exempt you." And this is not like we'll just quote in the name of the Ramban. So one of the authoritative rishonim, The Ramban is of the opinion that in order for me to be exempt when I give it to Vinny. Bob has to include in his instructions, give it to Vinny, and you will thereby be exempted from liability. So the Ramban says they actually do have to say su- su- such a thing. And the Raya also, and he brings a, a proof, okay, whatever the, the proof is. And the Shah, however, disagrees and says, ain't hey, no Raya. He says, there's really no proof from that one. Okay, whatever the proof is, is not going to be so significant. What we have over here is, we have an interesting machlokas, whether or not it's necessary for, if Bob is telling me to give it to Vinny, to deliver it to him, so is it necessary for Bob to go ahead and say, vihi pater? in order for me to be exempt from any further liability, once I give it to, uh, to, uh, to Vinny, is it necessary for Bob to say v'hipata' or not? The S'ma and the Shach both say that it's unnecessary, but you do have a Ramban, you do have Turishon and the Balatrumas, and the Ramban saying that it is absolutely necessary. So one might think that maybe we should be machmer about, uh, about such a thing. So here, that's why it's interesting that you have this Arach that he writes as follows. And he says this is in Simon Kuf Chaf Aleph. Now I don't. I forgot. I apologize. I don't remember which Sif. Whether it was Sif Base or Sif Gimel. But he says Vim Shalach <laughs> Let's say I sent the money by mail. It's already in the time of the Aruch Hashulchan. There was a more organized mail system that uh, mailing system that he could uh, that he could reference. Potter. So he says that for sure, so the sender, the customer, is going to be there from any responsibility once the check or the money is sent in the mail. Why? So he says very simply, and this gets back to your point, Bob, because this is the way that merchants go ahead and pay invoices. This is the normal way business is done. And everybody does it. And even though normally we say, well, if everybody's jumping off the Sears Tower, are you are going to jump off the Sears Tower? But when it comes to business matters, so we could go ahead and we can invoke that rule and say, if this is a practice which everybody is doing, so then that's considered to be an acceptable means of paying off invoices, paying off debts, uh, sending money to somebody that you owe. And therefore, as soon as the customer or the debtor or the borrower takes that step, which is normal in an accepted way of repayment, so he's no longer going to be responsible for, for that money in the event that something happens. Now, let's get back to the main uh, issue over here. So we had, if you remember, Ellen really already answered it for us, but we had two Sifim which were essentially contradictory. Simen Kuf chaf, Sif Aleph, stated that when I owe money to Al, so I am responsible for that money, up until the point it actually reaches his hand. And even if an onus happens, even if an onus happens, and even if he tells me, throw the money in my direction, and then an onus happens, as long as the money did not reach Al's hand, so I am responsible for that money. And if something happens, I'm going. To, it's going to be my out-of-pocket loss, and I'll end up having to pay twice. That was Simon Kufchaf Sif Aleph. Then in Simon Kufchaf Aleph Sif Aleph, so now we have the case with, uh, with Bob where Bob sent me the, uh, the box of books and I receive the books and I call up Bob or Bob calls me and says, now that you receive the books, so go ahead and uh, pay up, send me uh, the money and I'll make it easy for you. You don't even have to buy a forever stamp. Forget about the stamps. It's so 20th century. We're gonna go ahead and just give it to Steve or give it to Vinny or give it to a child, give it to somebody who will go ahead and deliver it to me. And I give it to whoever Bob tells me to give it to Vinny, Steve or a child or as we saw even if Bob were to say to me give it to whoever you want just give it to somebody who will drop it off by uh, by my house so as soon as I give it to that person I'm off the hook and even though I can't assure I'm, I'm not certain that the money reached him and something happens to money along the way so I'm going to be off the hook and in that case Bob is going to be the one who suffers the loss so in kuf chaf, if something happens to the money it's my loss in Kufchaf Aleph, something happens to the money, it's the vendor-lender-creditor's loss. So what's the difference between them? So he says, that uh, v'ayim, So now this goes back to the SMA at the beginning of Simon Kufchaf. He says, it's over there, he says, V'ayim is simon Shachar zeh, Sif Aleph. So he says. After he says that, uh, that when I send, when I try and give the money to Al, I'm responsible for it up until it actually reaches his hands. So the Sma says, take a look at the first sif of the next siman, which we already saw. Shikasso Shochanach writes over there. Dafilu amar sholach goi, ocher shote Even if Bob tells me to send the money to him by uh, the a non Jew as a delivery person or somebody deaf-mute, somebody insane or a child, and I go ahead and I send the money to Bob through any one of those people, and the money gets lost, in that case, I am going to be off the hook. So the question which we have is not our question, it's really the SMA's question. So that means it's the, like the, one of the more fundamental questions that you're going to ask on Shochanarch when the SMA asks that question. And he says, comes along with a smile, and he says, no, the two cases are actually not similar. They're fundamentally different from one another. Why? The shiny hasam, because over there, meaning kuf aleph, that's the case with Bob, where he told me to give the money to Vinny. So the reason why I'm going to be off the hook is, as soon as he tells me to give it, when, when Al said, throw me the money, and it's just the two of us on the street, he didn't necessarily say, until he says, throw the money and you're going to be exempt, the assumption is, throw me the money because it'll probably be easier for you, but you're still responsible. It was understood that I'm still going to be responsible as long as the money has not yet reached his hand. But in the case where I send it to Vinny, so the shiny hustle, it's different over there. The Lomistabra Lomar, it's completely illogical to assume that when Bob told me, give the check to Vinny, the Kavanah that Bob's intent was, Hesa was, Shayishlach. Give it to Vinny, but you're still responsible for the money while Vinny has it, so therefore you're going to have to walk with Vinny to my house anyways. So if I'm going to have to walk to Bob's house anyways because I'm responsible for it, so what's the point of giving it to Vinny? There's, there's no reason to give it to Vinny if I have to follow Vinny to make sure that the money's going to get there. Imam uh, If I have to go ahead and watch, watch it anyways. So therefore, in that case, it's only logical to assume that when Bob goes out and gives me those instructions to give it to Vinny, to give it to the child, to give it to uh, to Steve, that the understood intent of that instruction is once you give it to them, you're not going to be responsible for that money anymore because it's not in your control. You gave it over to somebody, uh, uh, put it into somebody else's control, and once it's in somebody else's control, that by definition is an exemption on my part. As opposed to Simon Kufchhaf, where El said, throw me the money until he says you'll no longer be responsible for it. It's not under somebody else's control yet. So as long as it's not yet under somebody else's control or somebody else's watch. So that's why in that case I remain responsible for that money. Okay. So this is these important Simon of in kuf and Kufchhafalf. So now let's work backwards in, in our shilas. So I told them today, I said to the uh I said to the uh I said to the camp, I said, listen, call Chase again and tell them so far, as far as they told me, all they had was phone conversations with people from Chase. I said, get an email from them saying that this check was written out to the, the bakery, it was cashed, and that even though it was now, number one, even though it was uh there's a, a, a dispute about whether the recipient is the one who signed the check or not, that You have a policy that 30 days afterwards, so you're not responsible for that money anymore. And number two, that you won't give us the name of the bank who actually did cash that check, because we don't need Chase necessarily, that bank, to go ahead and do that. We want to know who is the bank who accepted the check with a different signature on the back that didn't match the, uh, the name of the recipient of the check on the front. So give us that name, and if you can't give us that name, we want all of that in writing. That will make it clear that, uh, that they did everything that they could in order to be able to help the bakery get back their money. But in the event that the camp is able to produce that, uh, that evidence from Chase, fr- from their bank, I said, I asked, the, uh, I asked the, uh, the bakery, is it common practice for your customers to go ahead and mail you checks? And they said, yeah, we have a few people who uh, figured out how to use uh, Chase QuickPay or Zelle. But by and large, most of our customers go ahead and send us checks. So I said, if this is considered to be a normal way that you accept payment from, uh, from your customers, so that means that once a customer put the, uh, the money into the mail, so Simon Kufchaf Aleph says, and the Yerach HaShochan certainly says explicitly, so that's as if you gave instructions that that is an acceptable means of payment, and once they went ahead and did so, so they're off the hook. So it's true, somebody may have stolen a check, What's happening is they're stealing your check bakery and they're not stealing the camps check and therefore if somebody has to suffer a loss so it would be uh, it would be the uh, the bakery in that the, in that case The other thing is that in terms of now going back to the uh, to the playgroup uh, case actually we don't need this open anymore going back to the uh, to the uh, to the playgroup case where I wanted to go ahead and uh, send the money and they sent the500 dollars to pay for the playgroup. And when I asked you if I could go ahead and send you the money by Zell, you said, no problem, here's the number. So when you said to me, send the money to this number, that's the, that's the equivalent halachically of saying, give it to Vinny and you're off the hook. So as long as I followed your exact instructions, you told me I could send it to this phone number and you sent me 10 digits and I sent it to that phone number, I did exactly what you wanted to do. If the money then gets lost along the way, on the way to your account, because you actually gave me the wrong number and it went to somebody else's phone number rather than yours. So that's not my responsibility because as long as whenever I am a debtor, or a borrower, or, or I have an object of yours, and you tell me, return it to me in this manner, as long as I followed your instructions to return it to you in that manner, to repay you in that manner, or to pay you initially in that manner, so I'm off the hook. And if something happens to the money after that, that's not my loss, that's your loss. So the way uh, we see it, in BHI, it's not the case of the, the playgroup, is not, I really owe the money to the play group but they owe me money for causing me damage to lose $500. That's not what's going on. What's really going on is you told me that this is how I want you to pay me the $500. I did exactly as you instructed me to do. As long as I do exactly what you instructed me to do, I'm off the hook. I'm no longer responsible for anything which happens afterwards. I did pay the money. The difference, One of the differences between them is, according to the, second, according to the first shot, where I still owe the money, but they owe me money for, uh, for the damages. I never fulfilled the mitzvah of paying my, my worker on time or paying my worker altogether. I never did that mitzvah. I just don't have to do it anymore because they owe me money back. According to Arpshot, as soon as I sent the money to the phone number that you gave me, I fulfilled my chiyuv, I fulfilled my obligation of paying my worker on time. You messed up because you gave me the wrong number and you never received it, but I still did my mitzvah of paying my worker. So that's a major nafkamine between these two, not major nafkamine, but it's a nafkamine. It's a difference between these two pshatim, whether or not the family did fulfill the mitzvah of paying their worker or they did not fulfill the mitzvah of paying their worker, but they don't have to anymore. So, our pshat has the advantage that it means that the family actually did fulfill the mitzvah and they get credit. They actually earned themselves ganeiden by sending the money to the, uh, to the wrong uh, phone number in accordance with the playgroup uh, Mora's uh, instructions. So that is uh, the way we came out and that was uh, the way we see the uh, this uh, this particular case all right